Hi, Greg. Just picturing you like, uh, oh, who's a Cleveland, the the neighbor on uh, Family Guy. Hmm. Doing a little little weird shuffle with that. Is that racist? I didn't say say what color he was. Besides their cartoons. Can't be racist if you're a cartoon. Yeah. If only that was the truth. Last I checked, cartoon was not a protected class. (laughs) That's what you think. Mm. Yeah. Liberals gotta destroy everything. Pretty much. Goddamn snowflakes. Seriously. Trying to give people rights and liberties and can't have that. Well, speaking of things that liberals hate, um, <clears throat> I'm, cu- I'm coming in hot right out, right out of the gate. Do you, do you happen to own a gun? Do I own a gun? No. Do you know where I can obtain a gun? I got a gun store. <laughs> you know, looking back on it now, that seems like such an obvious answer. I don't know why I didn't think of that before. I mean, you just go down there and you say, hey, I'd like to shoot up a school or something, and they give you one. No, no. In in all honesty, uh, I, I want to shoot a bird, uh, most preferably a an entire flock of birds. Um, What's better than I was thinking? I thought you were just getting fed up with the family. well i mean we've been we've been cooped up here now three weeks plus at this point you know the the occasional getting out and you know taking a walk or various things like that but out of all of the things that i would not normally experience because i wouldn't be here five days a week during the day be up and out and gone for probably the last two weeks solid i have been woken up every morning by robins flying into our windows like dive bombing them basically basically yeah I, i don't know if you've ever experienced this but when robins in the springtime and i think that this is true of most birds i'm no bird expert so i mean you can go ahead and fact check me but most birds when the new birds are being born in the springtime it's all this lovely experience get to talk with our kids about the birds and the bees what they're doing making love Sweet, sweet love. But then... I want to talk to my kids about it. <laughs> but then... Especially not when I'm trapped here and they can't, I can't run away when they ask questions. <sighs> yeah, that's what closing the door and just opening up the bottle of tequila is for. But anyway, um, so evidently they get 
super territorial during yeah. that time, which makes sense. And so when they see other Robins, they attempt to chase away those Robins. Or in the case of when they see themselves, you know, the dumbass little shits that they are, in the reflection of our southward facing windows, which face all of the trees that we have in our backyard, they want to end up dive bombing themselves. And so they will sit on our deck and they will just continue to fly into the windows over and over, thinking that they're seeing a different Robin, when all they're doing is they're seeing their dumbass self and just constantly bashing into it over and over again. And so this is what I have woken up to every day for the last two weeks, is the thumping of Robin's heads against our back windows. Now... So I'm not an expert in bird, uh, you know, behavior. Um, but I do like to consider myself a bit of a buff on bird law, okay? Um, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure if you went and got a gun, that would constitute a home invasion. All right. You know, you just you come in and you start shooting them. I'm not sure if that's good. But if you cut down the trees, I mean... That's not really, you're cutting down a tree on your property, right? That's true. That's true. Yep. Yeah, minor problem with that. Um, along the back line of our property, there are five evergreen trees. Uh, any one of which they could have easily made their nest in. Okay. If I were to go through the trouble of cutting down those five trees, which don't get me wrong. I've definitely thought about going that route, but if I were to do that behind those trees is another set of trees lining the neighbor's property. And therefore those are not mine. And uh, they're not that much further away from my house, and it's very possible that the robins today don't even have nests in my trees, that they're in the trees behind those, and cutting down my trees will have end up gaining me nothing. So it seems like the answer here is to cut down your neighbor's house. <laughs> Just the entire house. Just, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't see another way around it. Well, I mean, no matter what, there's some robins that gotta die. They just, they gotta. We need to get PETA called on us. You know this, right? <sighs> At this point... I don't know. It, it, it might get me out of the house for a little bit. Yeah, but you know PETA is going to come with some 
COVID-19 having, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I am as liberal as the next person, but uh, can't can't go PETA, you know, as far as PETA. Just can't do it. All right, so new plan. I find somebody that has COVID-19 right now. And I get them to get in contact with the birds. Can birds get? I mean, I suppose tigers can, apparently. Apparently. We found that out. I mean... It was not something I would have predicted, but then again, I am also not an expert on viruses. Or virus law. You know... All that I have learned so far tonight is that you're just really not an expert in anything. I, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, so how are you doing? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm about to go completely ape shit on some fucking robins. Robins of all things. <laughs> the, the, the family and I are cooped up in here. We're driving each other insane, and that is the thing that is pushing me over the edge. I yeah, it's well, it's a struggle with the kids in school, and you've got to teach them. And like, first off, teachers deserve way more credit than they get. I mean, I would have said that long before this, but uh, I don't Absolutely. know how. Like. There are people that are blessed with the patience to uh, to deal with school age children all day. I am not one of them. Um, so yeah, it's no, it's it's a challenge for sure. Um, and and I hear where you're coming from. And there there's just no easy answer right now. I mean, you know, on the one hand, I I am definitely enjoying the not needing to get up and drive into work and, you know, waste multiple hours commuting every day to get back and forth for a job that I can and now uh, ostensibly improving I can do from home. Um, so, you know, there, there's that piece of it, which I, I thoroughly enjoy. Um, but at the same time, uh, and, and you've got to feel for the kids too. I mean, you know, all they want to do is go play with their friends and they don't understand what's going on. They don't, they don't get that, you know, something happened in, you know, they, all, all my kids really understand is that something happened in China and now we have to stay in our houses. You know, they don't understand the intricacies of Trump being a dumb fuck and wasting months and not doing anything and then trying to blame Obama for it. Um, you know, they just don't get that. So, you know, I feel for them too. Um, but I mean, really, are are we sure? Like, are we a hundred percent at this point that it's not Obama's fault? Do we know that for sure? I, you know, uh, depends on who you listen to. Apparently, uh, <laughs> if you listen to the mainstream liberal fake news, uh, apparently not. But. If you listen to uh, the one news outlet that our president is is willing to accept, uh, then yes, it is 100% Obama's fault. 
All right, well, then I guess I'll, I will go on record as saying thanks, Obama. Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate it a lot. <laughs> well, in, in other news, though, um, UK Trump got it. So, I mean, there's I, that. So, so I've heard. Um, and, you know, I, I'm okay with that. I mean... At this point, I think everyone who was like, oh, it's a hoax. Like, if you used the word hoax to describe a, a virus pandemic, um, that's, like, right there. I'm fine with you getting it because you deserve it. You Like, how many people are dead because of Trump, because of Boris Johnson, like... I, you, there's no sympathy coming from me uh, on that grounds at all. I just forget it. Totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Oh well, it's you know there's there's no sign of any of this letting up anytime soon. It's you know for all of these people that have disaster planned and um, already been social distancing for their entire life, all of them are completely enjoying it. So, and I'm not saying that I'm not, I mean, not entirely. Yeah, I'm going crazy in a lot of various aspects. I'm just looking out back towards where the robins are and do you, do you think that I should chop down the trees, or do you think that, like, setting them on fire would be a better option? I mean... No, well, because... See, if you set them on fire, then it's arson, right? Mm. You got invasion, you got arson, but if you chop the tree down, you're not, you're not destroying their home, you're just relocating it uh, with extreme prejudice. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to have to keep chopping down trees until I find which one is theirs, even if that extends outside of my property. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, well, and it's getting to a point now, too, where, like, we've been isolated uh, for long enough that... Uh, you know, what else is there to do but, you know, binge your Netflix and whatever, right? Um, and I'm starting to run out of, of uh, things to binge at, at this point, you know? Um, although I did, at, at your, um, you had recommended uh, that I watch the, uh, the Picard uh, Star Trek and so I did that uh, I binged that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I gotta tell you so I love some Picard and I love some Next Generation mm-hmm. uh, and, and I want to start this out on the footing of I genuinely enjoyed the show okay um okay. It, it was it was an enjoyable show it was a trip back 
what, 20 years, you know, uh, for a season of this. Um, now, let me tell you all of the reasons it can eat a bag of dicks. Oh, boy. No, okay, so let's start at the beginning, okay? He named his dog number one, and that's cute as hell, okay? Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. But it does, it, but it does also make you think that Riker's dead. Does it, though? It does. That would be like if I named my dog after you. If I named my dog after you, alive, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it it does because you love me so much. I mean, what would be better than having a dog named Ron? I mean, come on. There's nothing better than that. Oh. But, okay. So, I mean, that was, that was cute. It, it was. Um, and then, you know, okay, so you've got his whole dream about um, old fat data, um, which I, I didn't know that androids could get old and fat, but I'm old and fat, so I'm going to let that slide. Sure, sure. Um, well, I mean, old and fat data made to look young and fat. Well, yeah, yeah. So we're just, we're, I'll just, I'll just move past that. Um, but isn't, isn't that a part of his human experience to grow old and to get fat? Except that he never was a human. <laughs> no, he never was. <laughs> but that was always his ambition. I mean, take, take the series finale, right? Like, okay, spoiler alert for, for those. The, you know, a show that's 25 years old now at this point. But in the series finale, right, Picard is shifting through time and he goes 25 years into the future, which is right about this time now that we're in. And, uh, you know, during that, he had, you know, done all these things. He had retired. He'd become a professor at Cambridge. And he had put that gray in his hair to try and become old because that was always his ultimate ambition and now here he didn't have the gray in his hair but yeah he's put on a few pounds but man i i still like i love me some brent spiner i know no doubt so Uh, i all right well i'm I'm gonna let you continue on but you know because that that will come in later you know once, once you get towards the end but yeah so, so we've got old fat data, right? And and just I mean, spoiler warning for everyone because I'm going to spoil everything. Because uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. And if you're still listening <laughs> to me, I just don't care. Um, okay. So you've got old fat data, and then along comes Data's daughter, right? And you've got this story of her. And apparently she doesn't know that she's an android. And then she's awoken because, you know, they're going to kill her. So she goes ape shit. Mm-hmm. And she, like, freaks out and she finds Picard and then immediately dies. Like, they set up this story that's actually moderately compelling. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's it's interesting and things are, are off on a good beat. 
and then uh, and then we just kill her. And we decide to go with the B story. Um, you know, we, we decide that she has a twin because that makes more sense than going with the story that was actually compelling in the first place. Instead, we're going to go with this story about how Picard uh, is a sad sack and uh, cries himself to sleep every night over his dead robot. And uh, Android. And now we got Android. We got to go find the sister. <laughs> um, so right out of the gate, I'm, I'm giving this a lot of slack, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, um, you know, we we'll throw away this compelling story. We'll go with the B-roll. That's fine. Um, and so we're moving on, and we meet Rafi, and. I got to say right away with this girl, not I'm, I'm going to ignore the fact that no one has any idea who she is. And there's like three tenths of a second of backstory paid to her. Um, and the fact that, you know, she worked with Picard and apparently she lost her job because he lost his job. So now she hates him. Like what a ridiculous, like, but okay. Okay. She's mad that he lost his job. Uh, but and, and that's all we know at this point. We don't really know all of what's going on with the Romulans and everything. We, we get just this cursory little backstory um, that, that barely explains anything. Um, so, okay, uh, we, we get this. Sure, but, but isn't, isn't that a, a lot in the vein of, you know, kind of the entire show? And uh, I, I, I mean... Arguments here. Sure, sure. I, I mean, one of the things, and I've, I've had a couple of conversations with a couple of different people, that one of the things, <clears throat> one of the things that's weird about this revisit to Next Gen is that Next Gen, while it did have, you know, some story arcs overall the characters did grow in some ways over time right but by and large it was a completely episodic tv series right exactly yes deep space nine was really the first one to break out of that mold and even for deep space nine it wasn't until they got into like season three ish and you know once next gen went off the air that they really got into much more of the lore and the bet and not data's brother which by the way that's another thing uh, put a pin in that i want to come back to lore but anyway <laughs> uh you know it, getting into an actual uh story arc and and a more serialized version where even even throughout the last five seasons of Deep Space Nine, there were still plenty of episodic episodes, you know, where you had that self-contained and, you know, everything was all wrapped up neat with a bow at the end or, you know, whatever happened wasn't of really much any consequence. But it was the first one to really kind of uh, expand into that. And now with this being on CBS All Access and the um, 
just the way that television has changed in the last 25 years, you you have this weird juxtaposition of you have Picard and this next gen. Uh, it it it's not even a next gen feeling show. Like the only reason it feels like that is because of some of the familiar characters. But now you're thrust into this. We're telling this story in a way that TV shows are told nowadays versus how they were previously, right? Uh, see, I kind of, I kind of look at it and, and now, okay, so back up a step here. I watched Star Trek. I watched Next Generation, like every episode of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I watched some of Deep Space Nine. I never really got into it. It was too, is the wormhole and the queue and whatever. And, and then there was, uh, what was the one with Janeway? Like couldn't ever Voyager. really like that one either other than seven and nine put a pin in that we'll get back to that uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, i i will gladly put a pin in that one but uh okay so there there's this stuff going on whatever that i that i never really watched but i watched the you know the main two uh pretty extensively um and then and and i know you're gonna hate me for this but i look at what what they did with uh, Picard and, and a lot of the, I don't want to say grittier feel, but more realistic feel. Everything isn't so episodic and it's not all um, existing only on the ship. Like there's an actual earth and things actually happen to actual people. And do people leave their planet all the time and just travel everywhere? Or do people just like stay on earth and never go anywhere? Like, all of that kind of stuff, I bring back to the J.J. Abrams uh, revisit to the original Star Trek movies. Um, I think in a lot of ways what he did there kind of gave the series the ability to explore more of that. Um, you know, how do we actually use transporters? Like, we're just going to randomly transport into this lady's house and try to kill her, you know? Um like the reality of that, that that could happen at any moment, um, you know, uh, I don't think that that would have existed if it wasn't for the J.J. Abrams movies. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's an interesting take. But uh, I, I digress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back to I, Sure, sure. But, but just to pause on that, I mean, I, I think one thing that is... Also, I mean, because the one part is that it, it absolutely is tied to the JJ verse, right? Because the supernova that blew up Romulus happened in the prime timeline, right? And right. in in the Star Trek reboot movie, you know, we see them go back in time and we see how it alters and, and goes into the Kelvin timeline. But here we see the fallout and and the aftermath of what happens when history continues to go forward. Right? Because we haven't had anything else in this timeline that has shown that at all. You know, there have been no other shows that have taken place 
after those movies that that include this. So it's directly coming from that. I I see it as quite a bit of a stretch. I mean, as I mean, transporters into somebody's living room. I I don't know if I would give JJ credit for that. Because I don't I, really give JJ credit for much of anything. I think a lot of the more. I guess this this is a difficult thing to define, but. Uh, you know, originally, like you said, there was this episodic, but also everything was based around the ship. You were always on the ship, and it was what was happening to the ship. Um, and not so much the people, if that makes sense. Well, it's called Star Trek. It's not called People Trek. <laughs> <laughs> But am I telling the story of the stars or am I telling the story of the people exploring the stars? <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. But I mean, I mean, there were a lot of stories about the people, but you know, you would have your Jordy episode and then you'd have your Wharf episode and then you'd have your Riker episode. Right. And it was like, uh, still everything was, was very self-contained. You know, there were certain things that were, like, um, uh, you know, like uh, Riker and Deanna's relationship, right? They kept kind of coming back and forth to that throughout the series. You know, they would kind of, you know, reignite the flame for a little bit and then it would be gone again or whatever. And then by the end of the series, now she's starting to hook up with Worf. And it's like, wait, what? what's happening here? And... Then, before you know it, he's on Deep Space Nine, and he's in a relationship and gets married to Jadzia. And it's like, are you just not even going to address it, right? And then Riker and Deanna end up getting back together and the movies and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, they, I would, they, I there just wasn't anything. I was to my wife as, as we were war- So, you know, because can't watch anything without you know we, we watch it together right mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and and so i'm binging this and she asked me what a klingon is um and i go through trying to explain it to her and i think what we wound up settling on that that made sense to her was space african-american and that's where we <laughs> this episode of eat a bag of dicks is brought to you by well us Hi, everybody. It's Ron here. Look, getting a new show up and off the ground is not easy. We don't have any real sponsors at this point, but it still doesn't hurt to throw in a little shameless self-promotion. Greg and I have no plan to kid ourselves into turning this stuff into a full-time gig, but there are still costs associated with getting this podcast and the other stuff we're going to do off the ground. Wait, what's that you say, Ron? Other stuff? You bet your sweet ass there's going to be more. But at this point... You can interact with us on most of the different media platforms at Eat a Bag Podcast. You can get a hold of us on Twitter. We have a dedicated subreddit, a Discord, eatabagpodcast.com, or plain old email, eatabagpodcast at gmail.com. And for those of you that are the most generous of all, we've set up a Patreon at patreon.com slash eatabagpodcast to help support the costs of hosting and publishing the show.
and the other stuff coming in the future, too, of course. Once again, that's patreon.com slash eatabagpodcasts. Thanks again to, well, us for sponsoring our own show. Now, back to it. Yeah. That shows you what I'm dealing with. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> can't tell what a Klingon is. I couldn't tell a Klingon from a Vulcan. Oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> Continuing on. Continuing on. Where were we? Uh, and then he meets Raffi. Yeah, he meets Raffi. Mm-hmm. And I, I gotta say, putting aside how one-dimensional her backstory was about like losing her job, and then she also she has a kid that she's a terrible mom and whatever. What mm-hmm. really gets to me is I don't know because uh, they call her Raffi and they call her Raff, and I don't know if she's supposed to be a ninja turtle. Or if she's supposed to be the banana phone guy. That's that's what gets me on that one. I just Or or maybe it's a it's a combination of both, you know, drawing from <laughs> common inspiration or something. Maybe. Uh, so okay, so we, we leave Earth uh, and and we take uh, the incredibly plain looking uh, not remotely attractive doctor lady with us that apparently the captain of the ship uh, goes nuts for not attractive women, I guess. I don't know. but um, I'm sorry. Is it is it a requirement that the uh, doctor be attractive? Um, no, 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 it's not. Um, but it's, it, the, the amount of attractiveness that she has versus the amount of interest that the doctor has or that, that the captain has in her is very disproportionate. Mm. Mm. I mean, but he's a lonely space ranger. I mean, he does not have that much to choose from. So when she comes on board, I mean... Uh, uh, well, he's got her and Raphael, and I would be going after the Ninja Turtle, okay? <laughs> Well, given their backstory, I I have this strange feeling that something has happened there before. Well, and you know, maybe maybe part of it is just uh, is devs. Have you seen devs? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Nick Offerman, uh, his newest show. Okay. Nope, I have not. Good, don't. You don't oh. You're not missing anything. Okay. And I love me some Nick Offerman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they, they made the... So, at first, I thought that it was just that the, the main character lady in the show couldn't act. Um, but then I was, I was watching this uh, thing that was, was talking about it and talking about, uh, you know, an interview with the creator and, and they were saying how like they really wanted her. I, I think his, his quote was something along the lines of, you know how like every actor or actress, there's, there's something about them that makes them, um, makes you want to connect with them and, and want to be, uh, you know, invested in them. We wanted the exact opposite of that with her. And congratulations, okay? You achieved it. 
Um, I want nothing to do with her or the show because you made her so unlikable. <laughs> okay. Not not just her. Like, I mean, she was the worst of it, but like most of the characters in the show, they just made them completely unlikable. And now I know they did it intentionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, I, uh, wow. I mean, and, and it's sad because it would otherwise be maybe uh, an interesting story. I mean, I didn't make it all the way through it because they are so unlikable, but um, the story seems like it's progressing to something that, that could be entertaining um, or, or, you know, worth uh, investing the time in. Uh, but I cannot get past the characters. The characters are so god-awful unlikable. Mm-hmm. It would be like it would be like watching Picard if we took everyone from Next Generation and replaced them with the Robins in the backyard. <laughs> and all they're doing, uh, all they're doing the whole time is just running themselves directly into the camera lens. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Actually, I would watch that over the show they put out. <laughs> oh. Uh. And I know that sounds like a terrible thing to say about anyone's show, because I know that they put a lot of work into it, and I know that they, um, you know, really tried to make something, and I, I truly believe that they had their reasons for making it the way that they did, and maybe if I made it through the whole show... Um, something would click that there would be a reason for all of this. Um, but it's, it's so grating from the word go that I couldn't make it, uh, to, to discover that reason. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, so we leave earth, right? Yep. And we got the Ninja Turtles and we got the doctor from devs. Um, mm-hmm. and we've got the captain and his, uh, 75 alter egos, um, you know, ship holograms. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and then, and so we go to, uh, find this guy and we find out that Rafi is a bad mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, uh, we go to the planet and we're getting attacked by the, ancient Romulan warbird. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, the mystery ship shows up, right? Right. It starts blasting this warbird. Um, and I'm going, okay, things are getting interesting here. What's going on? Who is this person? Why are they blasting everything? And then, oh, the, the ship's going to blow up. Beam the pilot here. And then, bam, here's seven and nine. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was that was like my oh shit moment. I'm like mm-hmm. oh shit. And my wife's like what? And I'm like seven and nine. And she doesn't know. She doesn't. She doesn't care. She doesn't care that they turned seven and nine into a total Sarah Connor badass. <laughs> um, you know she she doesn't care. I don't. I I said that. She's like who's Sarah Connor? I'm like we need a divorce. Um, <laughs> but. So 79's here, and she's amazing, and she's 
you know, ex-board cyborg. She's going to kill everybody, and it's amazing. And I'm so happy that she's here and that they made her character not terrible. Um, you know, they, they aged her, uh, but they made her still a badass. Uh, and, you know, she's out doing her own thing. She's not part of the Federation and everything, which totally makes sense for her character, I think. Um, you know, kind of where she wound up. Um, although but it does, it, this is it, why you have to have the ugly doctor, because you you can't have two. Uh, you can't have two completely hot, gorgeous women fighting over the spotlight. I mean, it's gonna. I don't. I don't care how old jerry ryan has gotten she is still so hot i you can pack as many hot women into a th- have you never heard of the spice <laughs> girls okay <laughs> you can, works out just fine although i think victoria beckham is the only one that's still alive don't quote the me only- on the only one that's still alive. Aww. Anyway, yeah, don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so I thought, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is great. Uh, great character, and she's gone. Yep, you as know? quickly as quickly as she arrived, she's, she's gone, gone out of the show. It's fine. But... And, I, and I, the plot that, that she was involved in was, was arguably um, just complete nonsense anyway. Um, you know, we're going to go here and we're going to try to get this guy uh, and then I'm going to, like, try to kill this lady or whatever. Just just storm in and shoot everyone then at that point. Like, if that's what you're going to do anyway, just do it. Sure, sure. So, I mean, yeah, I, I can understand. Why that... go... 11 on trying to get this guy out of here just mm-hmm. shoot at yeah if that was going to be her plan all along then why not just go that way and it you know i get it it was kind of playing against you know picard was you know always the the supreme diplomat and you know several times in this show you know like that person did not deserve to die or you know, like when 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 Rafi was talking to somebody, I think it was like her admiral friend or something like that, and she's like, "Come on, it's Picard. I'm sure that his picture is still on the the goddamn brochure, or whatever." You know, like just things like that where you know they they played the you know he still wants to try to do things by the book. You know, she spent her time on Voyager, got back to the Alpha Quadrant, tried to do things, and then was like, no, I'm just going to go my own way because I can't, I can't do this. And it's a part of the, the problem with only having 10 episodes to work with, right? Like you're cramming so much into this thing and that, that woman on the planet what was her name the the like the the person at the casino planet i mean basically it was star trek's casino planet is what it was 
That's exactly. Um, but the you know, if there had been more of like, and I I don't know if you remember Icheb from Voyager, like the the guy that the kid that gets killed at the beginning of that episode, and you know Seven like basically swears her revenge on this lady, and you know she finally gets to take it or whatever. But you know, having watched through all of Voyager myself, and then taking a detour to rewatch some of the the Seven of Nine episodes before this came out, because I knew that she was going to be on it. Um, you know, it really that kind of holds that weight. But it would have been so much nice to see more of it, right? Like, right. actually give us a, a real dose of emotional investment into why, like, I, I, I love the fact that she just wants to go down there and blow shit up, but like, give us even more reason for her to like, make it feel like an ultimate redemption once she absolutely vaporizes that bitch, right? Like, and there was, <laughs> there was so much potential in that storyline that right. you expand, like I would watch an entire series of seven of nine space ranger. Like, yeah, I watched the hell out of that. Absolutely. And uh, supposedly there's rumors because of how people have positively reacted to her, um, being on Picard and, and like the way that her character went supposedly, there, there may be something in the works for that. That I, you know, I definitely would watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think but, you know, there, there were just was so much missed opportunity and, and so much like I, I get that they're rushed and whatever. And you know, honestly, I can even forgive them. You talk about well, you've only got ten episodes to work with, but if they really only had ten episodes to work with. And they couldn't magic put people into android bodies. Um, then fine, you've got ten episodes to work with, and you had to rush through to get the story. But uh, you know, you can just make them all immortal now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, you know, uh, you could Doctor Who it. You get tired, uh, you know. Patrick Stewart dies, and and you go find someone else to be the new Captain Picard, and you just write a story where he gets shifted into a different android body for a while, and mm-hmm. then he. Sh- around as someone else you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean this is you just can keep it going for forever so there's there's no excuse at this point for uh you know oh we had to cram so much in like no no you didn't because you you wrote yourself out of that you know yep yep i hear you but at least within that episode, I one other thing that I I did want to mention was just some of the exchanges between the two of them, like between Picard and Seven. Um, you know, not only him being, you know, the 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 Starfleet poster child and all that kind of stuff, and then her being this rebellious ranger um like that playing off of each other was great but then the fact that both of them had been borg 
before and some of their conversations especially towards the end you know about you know did you ever get your full humanity back and things like that and like those were the parts of where it was like it, it that those were the parts that kind of left me wanting more because Right. You had those really good moments that were baked in. Like that's and it was what like, I think wanted them to expand on, you know? Right, they, right. That's what I'm saying is, you know, spend more time with why Seven was was tortured by this woman down on the planet. Like, why does she know her real name of Annika, right? Like, did they have a relationship before? You know, like, how, you know, we know that she was the one that was responsible for killing Icheb, who was basically like a son to her and whatever. And, yeah, okay, so we can get that she's pissed, but what's the other part of the conflict behind them? Because they obviously also knew of each other outside of just that one context. So expand on that, right, or expand more on, you know, how do Picard and Seven know of each other right that's so okay so i was gonna get there because now i've watched all of the movies and i'm gonna be perfectly honest and and i think a lot of people probably fall in the same boat um of the movies from next generation i think i remember kirk dying in one of them because they like brought him back so he could die in it and then uh, that, that was that was correct. The the writers for that movie had two objectives that they had to complete that that were or sorry two directives from from the studio or you know from Paramount basically, um, and or uh, uh, sorry, it there were there were three. Because I, I've actually watched the um, the um, commentary that goes along with this. Surprise, surprise. But anyway, so so the, the original crew couldn't be in more than like 15 minutes. So whatever they were going to do, you know, to like kind of set up the movie and then get, get them into the future, they couldn't be in more than 15 minutes. Um, the Enterprise D had to be destroyed. Um oh. And then the third one was that Kirk had to die. So th- those were the three requirements of whatever this script was going to be. So <laughs> here's your three requirements. Go write a movie. That was basically what the directive that they were given. Now, I remember that. And I remember Ugly Bald Board Queen. Yep, so that... That would have been the one after that. That would have, that was first contact. And I think that was also the one, uh, yeah, because they went back in time and tried mm-hmm. to stop them from inventing the warp drive and whatever. Correct. Uh, yeah. So I kind of I kind of remember that too. Yep. But I don't remember anywhere in there, Picard and Seven and Nine meeting. Correct. Now, you could say, well, he was bored and he was hooked up, so somehow they knew whatever, I don't know. Or maybe he just knew of her, I don't. But I don't remember any direct meeting of the two of them. 
So I don't, I, I'm not aware of any reason why at this point when she's beamed on board, he should instantly recognize her uh, as, as who she is. Yeah, well, the only thing... Um, the only thing, because Voyager was on air until 2001, and then the last next-gen movie came out in 2002. And so in that movie, there is a brief cameo from Admiral Janeway. Um, but even before that, the the other three movies before that, Voyager was still in the Delta Quadrant at that point. So they definitely would not have. Um, and then in the last movie, there was that brief cameo. Like I said, from Janeway, and that's it. But the whole point is, then from there, there's 20 years in between. And what happened? Well, we got some of the backstory, right? The Like 30 seconds of it, yeah. Well, but but that's that's the whole point, is like, we're not getting any of that, and, and it never gets explained, right? It's just yeah. like, you know, did they cross paths at some other point? Uh, is it just the fact that he knows about her because, you know, she's now become this infamous you know, uh, rebellious ranger and she, you know, she's been on Starfleet's, um, you know, been on Starfleet's radar. I, I, I don't know. It, or is it because of the Borg thing? Like you said, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. It, it, there's just nothing there, but okay. So, so we move past that and we're, we're finally, we're getting, uh, close to the system. And, and I'm thinking, okay, well, the first sister was kind of badass, you know, she, uh, took out a room full of guys and then fought and then got blown up and whatever. And that was, that was kind of interesting stuff. So, uh, you know, the whole mystery of how she found Picard and all of that, like, you know, did, did data somehow make her before and send her, uh, you know, leave this in her brain that like you can find Picard and he'll help you or whatever. Is this something that we didn't know about Data's past? What's going on here? Like, there's all of this open at this point that is still compelling. Um, and and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, we're going to find the sister, and we're going to get some answers to some of this, uh, and it's going to be hella cool, whatever's going on. We go to the board ship. And the first thing that clicks in my mind is what fucking reckless, irresponsible douchebag at Starfleet okayed leaving a Borg cube to the fucking Romulans. <laughs> they wouldn't bother to save them from their planet going, their sun's going supernova, their planet's being destroyed. We're not going to help you because we don't trust Romulans, but you can totally have the biggest, most deadly fucking killing machine in all of the known universe. Go ahead. It's yours. Uh, I don't see I, any problem with this whatsoever. 
I mean, the fuck, really. <laughs> um, we get on there. We got the X Borgs, uh, and that's kind of cool because now I'm thinking, okay, uh, we've got these X Borg here, and we've got um, seven of nine, and so we're this is this is going down this Borg track, um, and that's compelling because you know Picard's got his he was the cutest. You know, like there's there's all of this coming back together and we're really going to get into this existential like uh, do you ever really become human after being part of that or mm -hmm. did they even really want to or, or that that conflict of not wanting to be separated um, and does he still wrestle with the fact that he didn't want to be separated? Um, you know, like are, are we going to start to get into the meat of that? Um no, no, we're not. We're totally not going to get into any of that. Uh, you know, we're we're going to have, uh, you know, uh, robot girl's boyfriend uh, try to kill her. Um, based on in, in the clues, right? Two red moons and lightning storms. Those are your clues. Mm -hmm. Now, the time you were on that fucking planet, did you see a lightning storm? <laughs> there was one okay but i mean you know it's not like like that could be a bajillion fucking planets is, mm -hmm, is my mm -hmm. but okay you've got enough and now you're gonna kill her um and you're gonna go after everyone else um fine whatever so they make their grand escape into the uh board queen's chamber um and for reasons that I still do not comprehend, they can't take the Romulan nun ninja with them. Which, which, by the way, I have convinced myself now uh, that that is the profession I should have been given. Absolutely. You know, uh, just like the, the exact opposite of a Vulcan, that's... That, that sounds like, like I should have been that. I was born to be that. Mm -hmm. I mean, not with the acrobatics and the ninja stuff because, you know, I'm old and fat and out of shape, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know why two of you can escape, but you can't just push the third douche through the, through the fucking uh, tunnel, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um but fine, he stays behind. Um, and and we go, uh, you know, we wake up on, on uh, this other planet at the beginning of the next episode. And we go and find Riker. Riker and Troy. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that goes through my mind is my thought about why did you name your dog number one if he's still alive? This is the first thing that goes through my mind. But then the second thing that goes through my mind is where the fuck's Jordy? Where the fuck's Worf? <laughs> I mean, I, like, I understand. I understand that, you know, at the beginning he was like, well, I don't want to go get all of these guys because, uh, you know, they would just follow me anyway. And I don't want to be responsible for them dying. So I'll be responsible for these other people who aren't going to like me dying instead. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Whatever. Yep. He he did say that. 
Yeah. He's got his logic. Um, so fine. Fine. Um, but uh, the last I checked, Jordy was uh, reading Rainbow and Neil Gaiman stories uh, on YouTube. <laughs> um, and War- I don't even know what Worf's doing. I, after DS9, I don't think he's done anything, has he? No idea. No idea right. at all. Like, where where are these people? Why do we not have them? Mm. Why does Picard have Worf's battle? Yeah. I yeah. want an answer to that question. Is Worf dead? Because that's the only logical conclusion I can come to. Yeah, except for the fact that, you know, he was name-dropped as one of the people that, you know, Picard should go and, and you know, go after to to help then, him on this journey. He have the Batlet. I, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. It's not like Picard beat him in battle or something. Definitely that's not. It. Nope. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, but okay. So, so we move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean the the only one who was not, you know, either mentioned by name or a- appeared in the episode is the other not hot doctor, Doctor Crusher. That's it. You're forgetting her son. Oh no, Wesley doesn't count. Wesley definitely. Count. Why is Wesley no. not in there? Because no, fuck no. Shut up, Wesley. Do- Shut up, Wesley. What is he doing with his life that he couldn't be in this 10 episodes? He he went off to to be with the the traveler that it, just to go experience other planes of existence. Right. He discovered drugs. Gotcha. Uh-huh. 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 Um hey, I I love me. I love me some Will Wheaton. Don't get me wrong. Stop the turtle lady. It's what? Raffi, Raphael. She uh, was she was doing drugs the whole time. She was. That's true. Yep. Cause evidently vape pens, you know, they made it all the way through to the end of the twenty fourth century. They definitely did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um but okay, okay. Uh we're and and why she needed to grow that shit. She's got a replicator. Mm-hmm. But oh, he, but that replicator shit, that's not as good. I guess, right? <laughs> it's like alcohol, you know. When when in the future you when you have synthahol, it's just it's not as good as the real thing. And then what do you get? So somewhere in here, um the doctor lady kills her boyfriend and we don't really care because Neither of them is really consequential to the story at all anyway, other than the doctor lady being like a tracker. Um, other than that, no one really cares. Um, but I think if I'm following the order right, the next thing that gets to me is the whole discussion about if the android girl has mucus. <laughs> This, this gets to me because uh-huh. there is logically no reason to give her mucus. There's not. 
there, there's not a reason to give her a lot of bodily fluids mm-hmm. unless one of two things you either are absolutely obsessed with creating an artificial intelligence that is biologically identical to a human mm-hmm. in which case why build her a robot body certainly a lot easier to just scoop the brain out of a monkey and slap an artificial intelligence brain into it than to create a whole new body out of nothing or you're gonna fuck it mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's it i mean why else would you have all the all the bodily fluids but gotta okay. pass gotta pass as human there's She's a synth band you yeah. so okay um and then so then mucus lady and troy uh are talking mucus um, lady that's her new name that's her new name <laughs> mucus lady and troy are talking and they have uh their conversation well Riker is stating the blatantly fucking obvious. Like, he's like, look at how smart I am. I figured out that she's Daya's daughter. Like, no shit, retard. (laughs) When your wife came up and said, hey, clearly she's troubled, but I can't read anything. You didn't think, gee, maybe she's a fucking robot? Ah. But okay, okay. Um, he was a little slow on the uptake, but he pieced it together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, and and they're having their conversation over tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Picard comes up and completely out of character is like, yeah, I'm going to be an asshole to you now and tell you that you shouldn't believe us. Mm-hmm. Like that was the most out of character thing that they could have had him do. It it is in a way, um, you know. He's also turned into a, a senile old man. You know, I mean, he. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he I, did I, do the fucking Wolverine and some friends movies, so. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's weird to me because, um, it, it is, it is very much out of character, but it, it, it's very much in character for an incredibly grumpy, jaded old man who has been, you know, turned away by the only thing that he ever knew in his life right in in you know starfleet was his whole life and he goes to them for help and the admiral lady that he goes and talks to basically says fuck you get out like who the hell do you think you are right and all these people die and then give them a board cue well yeah pretty much pretty much um you know and so i i i felt like it was in a way just that kind of like he had been trying to talk to her and reason with her and then he's just like no you know what yeah why don't you go ahead and think that we are gonna go ahead and you know a, a part of it just being also a smart ass at the same moment um, but but the thing is 
okay, up until this point, right, mm-hmm. they have not painted Picard as being a grumpy old man. They painted him as being a sad sack that gave up on life because he couldn't rescue the Romulans. And he's just sitting around waiting to die and not really living. I mean, those are his words, right? True. He's not a grumpy old man. He's an old man who gave up on life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they I, they also never portray him as a grumpy old man. No, or, not, not, the, not the grumpy old man, but it, it all kind of has to build up to a point, right? You know, and it's it's the the constant everywhere he goes, he's getting pushback and he's getting resistance, right? And he did and, get shit on pretty hard on the Romulan world. Well, yeah, I mean, he got shit on hard from Rafi. He got shit on hard, you know. Like you said, going to the Romulan world, like basically everybody that he runs into pretty much doesn't want anything to do with him, you know? And so now he's finally in this environment where it was just like, you know, he he's finally with some people that will have his back. And then he, you know, makes this error in judgment or this you know this dumbass move and deanna basically you know bitch slaps him back down to earth and like probably one of her greatest moments ever you know and it was just like you don't know what the hell you're doing right like in all of the years of her being on the show and in the movies like i i will take all of the failings of this series and i will completely dismiss all of them as far as this episode is concerned like them being back together and the like even the when when we're first like brought into the house and she shows picard to thad's room and like you know immediately just by Marina Sirtis, like her acting ability and the fact like her eye, her eyes are welling up with tears and she's kind of shaking and you know immediately that Thad's dead, right? Like you don't even have to, there, nothing at all has to be said, right? But now I I have to uh, go back to Encyclopedia Star Trek here. Um, Was Thad ever a thing in any of the later movies? I mean, I don't remember him being a thing in the show. No, because uh, Will and Deanna didn't get married until the last movie. Okay, so this is 100% after, okay. Yes. That's what yep. I thought, but I was like, am I missing something here? Like, okay. Nope, 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 totally after that. But but in any case, the all of that, and again, yeah. Was he acting out of character there? Sure, right? But a part of it was, like, really... Just to set up Deanna being able to verbally bitch slap him and just be like, what the fuck are you doing, Picard? Like, seriously, wake up. Yeah, and I, like... I, I have to agree with you. I think she did a, a really good job uh, in this. <clears throat> um, and I did always picture Riker retiring, uh, but being one of those, uh, like, 
nut job, bunker nut jobs. So, you know, the <laughs> fact that like, you know, his cabin in the woods with, uh, you know, Romulan anti-cloaking shield technology. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Shields up like, right away. Here that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that was, that was not a surprise. Um, and then, and then, so then they have their little conversation, um, about how thankful Picard is that, that, you know, Riker's not trying to talk him out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and right there I'm going, okay, uh, Riker's coming back at some point in this, right? Mm -hmm. No way he's not. Um, and then... Let's see, a bunch of stuff that no one cares about happens. And we're back on the board ship, board cube. And the main ex-board guy dies, right? Yep. And but but when he dies, he tells the ninja nun that if he wants to activate the Queen's Chamber, he needs an ex-board. Uh-huh. You're sitting on a fucking ship full of ex-board. That's right. There are all kinds of export here. There are ones that are, well, haven't been unassimilated yet. And then there are a bajillion that have been unassimilated. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You call the last motherfucking person you should be putting in a board queen chamber. <laughs> Pissed off ex-board female in a board queen chamber. And I'm sitting here thinking... Fuck. <laughs> All right, the Borg are back, and we're gonna we're gonna make this a whole thing where now uh, Seven of Nine is the Borg Queen. Mm -hmm. uh, she's gonna go after Picard, and she's gonna try to relocate him. Right? Mm -hmm. This is what's going through my brain at this point, mm -hmm. which ultimately would have been a way more compelling story than what we got. <laughs> uh -huh. Um. But, you know, she wakes them up and then they all get dumped into space and fixes the ship and then just flies off it. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm Starfleet and there's exactly one Borg ship left that we know about in our space and it's under Romulan control and it starts moving. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck whatever else is happening. I'm going after that. <laughs> this is complete governmental negligence. <laughs> well, this yeah, but you remember who's in charge of the Federation security. I do remember who's in charge of the Federation security, and that makes it all the more reason that she would be like, holy shit, why is this thing moving? because she has more reason than anyone else to be tracking what that thing is doing yeah but she doesn't she doesn't care about like she doesn't care about the borg all the that all they care about are synths right the borg are hybrids those are different things you know but these romulan fanatics all that they care about are the synths and those are the ones that are going to destroy us so the the Borg can go ahead and they can do whatever they want. doesn't matter if, if that ship gets taken over by an XB or, or you know, whoever. Makes no difference. Borg are coming back and we just, we don't even care. 
Federation mm-hmm. doesn't care. No one's tracking it. No one gives a nope. shit. Romulans nope. don't give a shit. No one cares that the Borg are back. That their nope. ship moving. That they have enough firepower on there to blast the entire Federation into oblivion. No one cares. We're not nope. even paying attention to it. We're just going about our lives. Yep. Okay. Okay, so so we're going about our lives. And let's see, yada, yada, yada with the tracker, and she tries to kill. Well, she didn't try to kill herself. She tries to deactivate it, whatever, all of that stuff. Um, plot filler, plot filler, plot filler. Uh, we get to the planet with the robots. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a planet of highly evolved... Uh, robot synthetic life with mucus apparently with mucus yep and you decide that the way to protect your planet is big fucking flowers giant flowers giant space flowers yep you're supposed to be robots you're supposed to think logically how about some fucking lasers how about (laughs) Some fucking photon torpedoes. <laughs> How about big ass ships or guns or anything to defend yourselves, not fucking flowers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, the flowers took down their shit. They and did. And took, what, like three of them to take down the board cube. Yep. Um, but the size of their ship compared to the size of the Enterprise, like it would have taken like three of them to take down the Enterprise too. Yeah. You know? Like, but okay. Uh, you're not the best at planning your defense. Fine. <laughs> Fine, you can't plan your defense. And then we find out about all of the plot filler uh, leading to um, it's not a warning for humans not to create synthetic life. It's a warning for synthetic life that like, hey, we're out here and we'll come kill all the humans for no reason. Um, you know, we, we could just show up and take you away to our, you know, utopia where you could come live with us. Um, but we're going to do that, but we're also going to kill every organic life form in all of the universe, um, just for shits and giggles, uh, while we're doing this with no real practical reason to do it at all. Right. Um, Why not? Just do it. Okay. We've got a new threat because we needed a threat that was bigger than the board. Um, in order to make it worthwhile, right? Right. So, okay, we, we've got our new threat, and we're building the tower, and they're going to come kill us, and the Romulan that wanted to kill all of them now wants to help them, because, you know, he doesn't want all existence wiped out. Um, so they go through all their yada, 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 and Picard and his, I'm going to sacrifice myself because... Uh, if I sacrifice myself, then maybe you'll see and you won't be uh, such a bitch anymore. Um, fine. Uh, which ultimately was a completely pointless sacrifice anyway. Yep, completely which, pointless. Let's let's back up a second here and let's talk about the fact that we're in, what, episode one, we find out that he's got this brain tumor or cancer or whatever going on in his brain, Right. Right, it's it's the eremotic syndrome from well, So he's got this problem 
and then absolutely nothing. No mention right. of it, no problems, anything up until what? The last episode, the second to last episode, like we're way at the end now. And now he's trying to pilot a ship and all of a sudden his brain tumor plot device comes back. Uh, right. <laughs> Right. I, I mean, there there was the there was the the moment where they were gonna go to find the the Romulan nuns, and Rafi was like, "No, we can't be making pit stops, whatever." And you know, he was like saying something about how you know, well, this could be my last chance. I'll never be this way again. Whatever, you know, like. So there was there was like some undertones of it, but there was nothing that was ever causing him to be like debilitated. Almost, yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay, okay. We're we're now and and I admit I'm glossing over a lot of things that happened here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But we're now on the ship, which Picard has magically learned to fly. Yep. Uh, and he's having a brain tumor attack. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's standing there with him. And she has literally a fucking magic wand in her hand. <laughs> a magic fixed anything wand that the robots gave them. And she doesn't just put that to his head? Yeah, but how does she know how to fix it, though? Because that's the thing. Isn't that what they told them? Use your imagination. Uh, use your imagination. Imagine can, it fixing itself. Right. If he can imagine it fixing itself, why can't she imagine it fixing his brain? I don't know how that works. I don't either. I don't. Fucking one. We're in Harry Potter now. <laughs> uh, but okay, so the Harry Potter wand isn't going to help him. Mm-hmm. So he has to die. Yep. Um, meanwhile, uh, apparently, you know, the sacrifice uh, stops Mucus Lady and she decides to call off the giant space squid. Um, so, okay, uh, giant space squid is gone. But this whole time, the Romulans are, are parked in orbit um, and their sworn duty is to destroy these life forms at all costs, mm-hmm. regardless of their own lives. Mm-hmm. And none of them are shooting at the planet. Nope. They had to deal with the single puny ship, which turned into a bunch of different, you know, holograms. Or I, what, I, I don't even know what technically... She used the magic wand to turn each ship into a million ships. Right, right. But, like... But not really, because as soon as the real ship got hit, you know, it was like a Doctor Strange and Endgame moment. You know, he's got all the fucking clones and everything, and then all of a sudden just, oh, oh, wait, no. Once he gets hit, then, you know, all the rest of them go down. Like, I don't know. Well, you know this. Haven't you ever played a video game? You hit the one, and then all all their clones disappear. Right, right. It's basically you know it's basically mario and uh what what's the name of the witch character in mario i forget but anyway i don't know the 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 witch in mario come on the you've got I kids mean, you should know 
little turtle thing with a magic hat. Yeah, turtle thing magic hat. So you hit the little turtle thing magic hat, you know, and all the rest of the uh, clones go away. So, anyway. Okay. But they're still not, I mean, why are you wasting your time on these ships Mm -hmm. and not shooting at the planet where the robots that you've sworn to kill are? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, And then Starfleet shows up. Yep. And you're still not firing on the fucking planet. Nope. And, Okay. Riker comes back because, of course, he had to come back and make his last cameo as, you know, uh, the cowboy that saved the day, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Day he comes riding in with the entire Federation. Yep. At this point, at this point, I am so disappointed in Riker as, as a commander. You've flown out here. You found a bunch of illegal robots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You found the only remaining Borg cube has moved to this (laughs) planet. (laughs) Potentially with an unlimited supply of Borg ready to kill everyone and everything in known space. Mm -hmm. And you got a Romulan armada led by half Romulan, half Klingon that infiltrated Starfleet all the way up to uh, being the head of security for Starfleet. Yep. And what do you do? You roll up, you wag your dick in her face, <laughs> and you let her fly away. <laughs> Just let her go. She just flies away. We're not going mm. to go, uh, you know, take care of this. You're just... Just let you fly away. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a girl down here, whatever. Ah, Picard's got that. Don't worry about it. Meanwhile, Picard is laying on the floor, uh, you know, grabbing his, his big old bald head because uh, he's got space tumor that the magic wand can't fix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know what? I'll leave it in Picard's capable hands and leaves. Mm-hmm. This is Starfleet is the most negligent <laughs> government. Since the Trump administration. (laughs) (laughs) This is just ridiculous at this point, what's going on. And then, so of course, of course they put Picard into the robot body that they were building for the not data data. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I've got to say, even even at this point, right? Um, when when they're talking about the robot body, and then Doctor Girl uh, is is uh, pretending to be the bad guy or whatever, right? I'm still holding out that there's going to be something interesting. I'm like, you know what? She is going to screw this guy over. She's going to transfer her consciousness into this robot. Or wake it up somehow and turn it into a death machine. Uh, go kill, uh, you know, Brent Spiner because he's ostensibly a jackass that's trying to end all life in the universe, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's going to use this machine uh, as a tool to try to save humanity. Nope, no, no, we're not going to do that. No. Not going to do that. Instead, uh, we're just going to 
make good with this guy. We're going to be buddies with him. Uh, and we're going to put Picard uh, in this body and we're going to make it up to look like an old man because that's what everyone wants. If I get mm-hmm. a robot, I want it to look exactly like me. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I wouldn't want my robot body to come out looking like, uh, you know, David Tennant or anything. No. <laughs> give me... Give me middle-aged, chubby fucking dad bod. That's about <laughs> um, Fucking octogenarian. Uh, anyway. Uh, but okay, okay. Uh, they, they put him in this body, and somehow they've managed to, like, put a self-destruct timer on it or something that only gives him 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you've got 10 more years or whatever. Um, it just it, it, there's so much there that makes no sense. Why would you even build a, a robot body that's capable of doing that? What what would be the purpose of doing that? You got to have something in the story that explains away his death. I guess I mean, like because when when I realized right, okay, they they really are killing him. But they're not really going to kill him because that would be way too dignified uh, for what's going on here, for for the story we've seen so far. So they're not actually going to kill him. They're going to put him in the robot. Um, Then I'm holding out hope that uh, we're going to get a season two um, where, you know, he has some kind of like a like a Terminator ending in Terminator 2 and they lower him into the vat and he's giving the thumbs up, you know, as as his body melts or something. (laughs) I'm hoping for a dignified end to this man. Uh, but we're just, they will not give it to us. They will not allow Picard to have a dignified death. <laughs> even even in the face of the most pointless sacrifice he could have made, they will not allow him to have a dignified death. Um, so, okay. Now we know that somewhere out there, Beyond known space, uh, there's this entire band of synthetic life that wants to kill all of us, which, again, okay, so you you put out the call, and then they show up, and then they kill everyone and take you and go back out to wherever they're from. Now, forgive me if I'm wrong. But my understanding of physics is that you send a signal, a radio signal, light signal, whatever, and once it's mm-hmm. transmitted and it's received, you can't unreceive that. <laughs> so, okay. You mean, you mean there's no, like, recall button? Like, yeah, it's not I, like email where you get 30 seconds to undo your send, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but okay, so so this portal that's coming, uh, I, I have to assume the portal is opened by these uh, more intelligent beings, um, not from our end, right? We're sending a signal, they're opening a portal and coming. Could be. Um, it was really hard to tell. I, I mean, in, in a way, it kind of... It kind of looked like, you know... <sighs> the the avengers portal above avengers tower where it was like it was opening up you know and then like this 
the the things were like crawling through it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I couldn't tell if that was coming from what was shooting up from the robot planet or if that was sending the signal and then the other side was opening the portal or the doorway there. Well, right. either way, right? You, you've got one of two situations. You've either got uh, these robots out beyond space and time that can open a portal, mm-hmm. or you've got these robots out there that are able to relay instructions on how to build a portal. Mm-hmm. Either way, they know how to build a fucking portal. <laughs> They're out there, and now they know that there's robots here and that there's people here, and that they want to come kill the people and take the robots. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. hey, you've stopped transmitting your signal. That doesn't stop them from coming. No. They're still a very real threat. Mm-hmm. They're, they're still coming to kill everyone. Okay, you broke a tower. Woohoo. They're still coming to kill you. We can only hope, at least. I Well, after watching this, I, I kind of do. Um, I mean, the, that, that lack of logic there, uh, just, you know, we, we don't care that there are evil robots with interdimensional portals, uh, that can go, you know, beyond the reach of space and time. I mean, these, these are like, uh, they've got to be at least as powerful as the Q, right? If they can open a portal to God knows where. Mm-hmm. Uh, through it, so so you've got that out there. Then you've got also the Borg uh, reactivated, uh, you know, reactivated Borg cube flying around that no one cares about, and you've got an entire fleet of Romulans led by a Romulan that took over Starfleet that nobody seems to care about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at what point do we throw in Michael Cohen? Uh, and just make this the Trump administration. Uh. I mean, the the only thing that would have been better is if on the set on his second call to Starfleet, when he's out there and he's like, uh, you know, arguing that they should send an armada to meet him at what DS twelve or whatever. Uh, if that call was answered by Mike Pence and we just decided that uh, now instead of calling it Starfleet, we're going to call it Space Force. That would have explained the rest of the mood of the show. <laughs> and the sad thing is I say all of this. Mm-hmm. But I like the show. 